Hello everybody, FPL teacher here, bringing you the review of the final match of game week 17. Leeds 1, Manchester City 3, saw City take a 3-0 lead, never looking back. We will look at what the personnel changes did to alter their main play style and crucially what Leeds attempted to upset the big boys ultimately in vain. Lastly, we will also assess the potential of certain players who did not start this game later coming on as a substitute for FPL purposes. Leeds United were missing a lot of personnel going into this match. Somerville was an injury doubt before the match even started. Bamford had just recovered from surgery and their midfield duo of Mark Roca and Tyler Adams had to be broken up. So to compensate for all these deficiencies, Leeds basically played a midfield 3 instead of a midfield 2, having Sam Greenwood and Adam Forshaw alongside Mark Roca. In the opening minute itself, you could see Leeds line up and as an extremely narrow six. Three midfielders and three strikers all being able to fit within the width of the center circle itself, basically trying to put pressure on City's midfielders as well as their three center backs. The unfortunate thing here was that Aronson was the only player that was maintaining steady pressure on the City backline and from the opening five minutes itself there were three chances created purely through one long ball directly from the center backs all the way across to either Haaland or any zone that Kevin De Bruyne decided to overload. Now this remains a concern for Leeds itself and they will be a defense for us to target because number one Aronson isn't playing in his best position as number 10. He had to play on the flank in order to supplement the front three of Nyonto and Rodrigo. Number two, with Leeds pressing as a unit of three and three instead of their usual two and four, they could not press City down the flanks. So this exposed them to a lot of chances, especially in the second half where they maintained their narrowness and City basically had three players on the flanks that combined for a lot of their goals. Most importantly was that Leeds' verticality through the runs of Moreno Rodrigo simply could not be found by the midfielders present. Usually, Harrison, Roca or even Tyler Adams would work their way to find Rodrigo in the opposition penalty area, but here, Adam Forshaw and Roca simply were more concerned with being on the ball and bringing the ball into the penalty area themselves. So it just goes to show that Leeds midfield can be played through and they are a defense to target moving forward. With Newcastle, West Ham and Villa coming up next, it wouldn't be surprising to see Almiron go on the score sheet yet again. But more importantly, if you could identify a player that will burst through their midfield ranks, you can certainly foresee a Bruno Guimaraes or a Joe Willock doubling up on the scoreline, especially after transitioning through Leeds midfield pressure. As for West Ham and Aston Villa who play after that, it remains to be seen who operates as their number 10 respectively. But as it stands, the most encouraging players in that side are Benrama as well as Buendia respectively. City, Manchester City, how we love numbers for their 4-3-3 
morphed into their 325, which we have not regularly seen since the opening stretch of Game Week 1 to Game Week 5. The 325 here was specifically designed to overload Leeds back 4, and very quickly they morphed into that 325 with Haaland directly in the center, flanked by Gunawan and KDB left and right. Now, the beauty of this particular 325 was that they did not stick to one particular position. In fact, it was so fluid that it required one midfielder to drop one of the front five to drop off into midfield, triggering the other four to move diagonally across. So as an example, in the opening stages of the match, Jack Grealish was the one that dropped extremely deep. This meant that the other four would make diagonal runs all the way across. So you can imagine that Gunawan will go into the left half space to the flanks even. Erling Haaland from centre would push to the left half space. Grealish, uh, sorry, KDB in the right half space made the contradictory run to the right and Mares will just help position. And it is these diagonal runs that are so unpredictable that constantly caused Leeds problems. Now, this style of play can only be activated when the centre-backs have a lot of time on the ball because their direct passes from the back, especially through ball players like Nathan Ake, could exploit all the space left behind by Leeds midfield as well as defenders. Having said that, KDB still had a lot of say on proceedings, but he did not influence one particular area of the pitch. In fact, he did not even prioritize overloading a certain part of the pitch. Rather, his priority was to release certain players. In the opening stages of the game, he released Haaland, if not Jack Grealish on the left. Later on, when the score was 2-0, I believe, he intentionally placed himself extremely close to young Ryan Lewis on the right side in order to usher the young fullback forward into byline crossing for the likes of Mares, if not trying to find Gunawan on the far post. So for FPL purposes, this means that KDB is very likely to be so-called a sister to the assister as he prioritized releasing teammates. As it stands, Haaland is a no-brainer, but really the question is whether you should invest in a third city player because, well, really started instead of Foden and he had two assists here. So is it Foden's turn to show up next? That remains to be seen. In terms of defense, there really isn't much to show as Cancelo was also benched for Lewis who played that fullback moving into a central midfield role extremely fluently. So the question was when Cancelo did the exact same thing in the closing stages, did he do the same? Was he more advanced or did he just play a conventional right back? The answer was that Cancelo actually ventured all the way into attacking midfield, potentially taking some shots himself from outside. So it just goes to show that Pep probably has Cancelo in his plans in a slightly more modified role in his position. But for now, fitness comes first and we will see with one more game how City behave in the coming game weeks. To conclude, City are extremely good when you can bring on certain young players to fill in the most difficult complex positions of their starting 11, you know that they are doing something right behind the scenes. So at this stage, City certainly look imperious, but everything still comes down to maximizing the all-rounded abilities of Erling Haaland combined with the unpredictable runs of Kevin De Bruyne as well as Ilkay Gunawan. At this stage, 
90 minutes is priority. But at least we know, based on experience, that City will, all City midfielders will play four games out of the next five. Furthermore, if you are looking at a City defender, you probably would be looking at Nathan Ake with the most long pass potential moving forward. This is FPL Teacher speaking, reminding everybody that you should target weak defenses moving into coming game weeks.